Let's sing and swing. Evening visit with Mrs. Franklin D. Roosevelt. Two o'clock on Thursday afternoon in Manila. And now we bring you Forbidden Diary, the true World War II story of Natalie Crowder, based on her secret journal written from a Japanese prison camp in the Philippines. Episode 2, The Second Pearl Harbor. Previously on Forbidden Diary. I am just saying, Ted, that Japan will probably try to invade the Philippines. Then you may as well say that America is going to war because if Japan tries to invade the Philippines, there will be a war. One moment, please. Hello, NBC. This is KGU in Honolulu, Hawaii. We have witnessed this morning's battle off Pearl Harbor and a severe bombing of Pearl Harbor by enemy planes, undoubtedly Japanese. It is no joke. It is a real war. And now, Episode 2. December 8, 1941, Baguio, the Philippines. We heard about the attack on Pearl Harbor this morning after the children left for school. Jerry and I were sitting down to breakfast in the dining room and... Coffee smells good. Hmm. Help yourself. Did the kids get to school? Just barely. What time is it? Uh, a little after eight. Anita left some eggs in the chafing dish on the buffet. I think they're still warm. Mind if I switch on the radio? No. Where's the rest of the paper? On the chair next to you. Oh. The interrupted program will take you to... Jerry, turn it up. President Roosevelt said in a statement today that the Japanese have attacked the Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, from the air. Oh, my Our God, attack, Jerry. President Roosevelt says that the Japanese have attacked Pearl Harbor in Hawaii from the air. This bulletin came to you from the... Hawaii's the last place I'd think the Japanese would attack. Just after the announcement, we heard planes up in the sky. Living near an American airbase like Camp Hay, it's not unusual to hear aircraft overhead. And it's our habit to watch them fly by. So, we went outside to take a look. Boy, those planes are loud. Yeah, sounds like they're coming from the north. Want to head out to the porch? Sure. Do you think they might be on a mission because of Pearl Harbor? Maybe. Sounds like B-18s. How do you know this stuff? Easy. B-18s are twin-engine. So? Well, single, twin, and multi-engine planes sound a lot different. Uh, see? Those are twin-engine planes up there. That's a big V formation. Uh-huh. 
Looks like 17 of them. Well, we probably won't be standing here looking up at planes like this for much longer, will we? Probably not. Oh, look! They're turning back. As the bombers passed almost opposite the house, we heard a long, ripping sound, like the tearing of a giant sheet, and saw an enormous burst of smoke and earth near the officers' quarters at Camp Hay. The first bombing of the Philippines before our eyes. Huge billows of smoke and dust covered the camp as we looked. Smoke rolled up and the smell of powder reached us. We could hear screaming and men yelling orders. Neither of us said a word. We turned to each other speechless as the planes passed over the mountain ridge and out of sight. Jerry got his voice back before I could. My God. Those were Japanese planes. We better get in the house. I'm calling the kids' school. Hello? This is Mrs. Crowder. Uh, Are the children okay? We'd like to pick up Frederick and June. Well, didn't you hear the bombings? We saw it from our backyard. It was the Japanese. Yes, the Japanese! Mrs. Crowder, Mr. Jerry, are you okay? I will. Thank you. Goodbye. They want the children to stay for now. Nita, did you see the planes? No, I didn't. Did Ismael see them? Yes, he says they were Japanese. I'm afraid he's right, Nita. You and Ismael are all right then? We are okay. What about your kids? They're still in school. I'm going to call over to Camp Hay. Anything? No, nothing. (sighs) Listen to me, Nita. If any more planes come, take your family to the drainage ditch behind the house and lie flat. We'll meet you there. I'll bring blankets. We will too. Jerry, the principal said that they're not going to let the kids out. What should we do? They're probably safer staying where they are for right now. I want them home. Okay. I have to go to the office and get my files. Is that really necessary? Look, if we lose the client's records, we lose the business. I suppose so. I'll swing by school afterward. If you're going to do that, I'm coming with you. Nita, do you want us to pick up your kids too? No. Ismael went to get them before I came over. We better go, Natalie. Wait, uh, we have to get dressed first. Just grab a coat and let's go. As we drove into town, we could see that no one knew what had happened. On the main drag along Session Street, everyone was strolling casually, looking into windows, going in and out of stores. 
the Japanese storekeepers stood unconcerned in doorways. Will you look at this? Doesn't anyone know what happened? Evidently not. Look, there's Betty Lander. Oh no, she shouldn't be pushing her grandbaby in a stroller. She's right next to your office. Pull over, Jerry. Betty? Betty? Are you two all right? Didn't you hear the bombings? You don't need to tell me. I heard about Pearl Harbor. No, 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 not not Pearl Harbor. Didn't you see the planes or hear the bombs? Planes? What bombs? The Japanese bombed Camp Hay. Oh, my lord. We saw it from our backyard a little while ago. Didn't you hear it? No, nothing at all. What are you two doing downtown? We're making a quick stop at Jerry's office. We'd better hustle, Natalie. We'd better go, Betty. I should head out as well. I'll call you. There's some cardboard boxes in the back. I'm going to try Camp A again. Damn! Jerry, did you mean these boxes? Yeah. Start with this cabinet. We may as well keep the files in alphabetical order. Here's another box. Thanks. Jerry, you don't think we were mistaken, do you? About what? The bombing. I I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't have told Betty. Suppose we're wrong. You're serious? (laughs) Are you serious? What in the bald-headed hell, Natalie? I know a bombing when I see it. But everything was so peaceful in town. I I just thought maybe we'd better not say anything until we know for sure. For crying in 16 buckets, the Japanese weren't exactly dropping hints. Do we have everything? I I think so. What about the strongbox? Good thinking. I'll get it from the safe, and then let's get out of here. Okay. The kids' school next? Yes. All right. Wait. There's the radio man from the post. What's he doing here? His eyes look like they're popping out of his head. Smythe, are you all right? The Japs bombed Camp Hay, Mr. Crowder. Yeah, we saw it. What are you doing here? Scrounging for radio parts, sir. What'd they hit? The main gate first. Then the artillery. The PX. I don't know. Planes sitting on the ground. Any casualties? A bunch of soldiers were killed. Oh, no. How many? I don't know. At least ten. They were gunned down by the strafing. There was blood everywhere and guys ripped apart. Uh, Okay, all right, all right, all right. Calm down. What are you looking for specifically? Radio parts. Tubes, mostly. Was communications hit? No, but a lot of the tubes blew. Must have been from the concussion from the bombs. Jerry? Okay, honey, just... We should get the kids. Just, just a sec. Smythe. Smythe, look at me. Go to the hardware store. I already went there, sir. Go back and ask for the owner. His name is Drake. You got that? Yeah. Drake. Tell Drake I sent you. 
He's got a big ham radio set up. If he can't find the tubes you need, he'll know someone who can. I will. Thanks, Mr. Crowder. You gonna be okay? Yes, sir. I think so. Good man. All right. If Drake can't help you, call me. Your CO's got my phone number. Jerry. I know. Okay, hon. Keep me posted, Smythe. Will do, sir. Thanks. There's the public school. Looks like the Filipino kids have been dismissed. Oh, they're probably doing the same at June and Beatty's. Hurry, Jerry, please! We're almost there. Jeez, you kidding me? It only took him, what, an hour to get the air raid siren to work? I don't think it's for the last bombing. Look, look out to the left. See it up in the distance? Yeah. Isn't that a residential area? Oh my lord! They're bombing people's houses. Hurry, Jerry! Looks like it's gonna lay a couple of eggs. It turned out that the bombs landed next to a house. They blew out windows and shingles and killed a man and a young Filipino girl. After we picked up the kids, after we picked up the kids, we went home and are staying here. We heard that the Igorot women and children have gone up the mountain trail to stay with friends and family. Those of us remaining in Baguio are planning to build bomb shelters. The sirens are finally working, but mostly after we hear the planes approaching. So whenever the throb of an engine sounds overhead, we all run to the backyard ditch, knowing that it could very well be a Japanese bomber. In between the air raids, we kept busy packing up the house. Nita worked every minute, but was very grim. Filipinos are loyal to Americans, but we wouldn't blame Nita if she had to side with the Japanese. Jerry broached the subject with her as we packed dishes. Her silence was eloquent. Let's get the pictures off the walls and uh, stow them in the hall closet. What about your celadon plates, Mrs. Crowther? Those are Song Dynasty, so we'd better wrap them up carefully. Uh, what do you think, Nita? We could use the pillows in the guest room. And the throw pillows on the couch? I think that would be enough. Jerry, are there any boxes left? Uh, there's a wooden crate up in the attic. It's the last one, isn't it? Yep. Do you want me to bury these dishes with the ivory and silver? No, no, no. They're so delicate. I I'd rather keep them in the closet, at least for now. Ismael can help with the digging. Yeah, we'd better do that together. You two need to know where everything is. Uh, you know, Nita, I heard that the Japanese have been dropping leaflets along the Ilocos coast. They say, uh, Japan will bring Filipinos' independence from America. Yes, Mr. Jerry, I have heard that. Mita, if it comes down to it, you and Ismail have to do whatever's right for your family. We want you to know that. Here we go again. June? Beatty? I better get my kids. We'll meet you at the ditch.
Baguio has been in blackout since sunset, so I'm writing in the dark, holding a flashlight in one hand. All's quiet, at least for the moment, and I am so glad that we prepared with four months of food. The kids were exhausted after dinner and are sleeping in our bedroom tonight. (laughs) Dear Jerry was all over the place today. He helped me and then found two miners who will dig a tunnel into a bank behind our garage to serve as an air raid shelter. God, what would I ever do without him? He's always thinking two steps ahead, with friends ready to help. It's, it's a mystery to me how he finds them all. Thanks to Jerry, our new shelter will be well-timbered and safe for our family and Nita's. Speaking of Jerry's friends, after the kids went to sleep, Jerry told me that he saw the radio man again. I still can't believe what he told Jerry. What have you got there? Kentucky bourbon. I've been saving it for Christmas, but I figure that we could both use a stiff one, you know? What a splendid idea. Looks like June's conked, and Beatty's down for the count. How long are they going to be camped in our bedroom? For as long as it makes them feel safe. Say when. That's good. You're not going to believe what Smythe told me. Smythe? The radio man that we saw in town. His CEO is a buddy of mine. First of all, Jerry, you know I can't keep track of all your friends. And second, I have no clue what a CEO is. A CEO is a commanding officer. But when did you ever get round to talking to Smythe again? After I tracked down the miners for the air raid shelter. I hope he was in better shape. Poor kid. What did he have to say? They bombed Clark Field. No. Yep. About four hours after we were bombed. But get this, Smythe said that the warnings were sent to Clark Field, but they didn't get the message. They were at lunch. Oh, surely someone... Nope. They were sitting ducks. The planes were on the ground refueling when the Japs hit. What? Your friend shouldn't be talking about things like that. No, he shouldn't. But if it is true, someone's ass is in a bigger sling than Smythe's should be. Jerry. Believe me, honey, that's putting it mildly. I still can't believe that could have happened. (laughs) You haven't been in the military. Well, if it is true, how come the U.S. has never lost a war? Because our enemies were stupider than we were. Well, they sure weren't today, were they? We'll come out ahead in the end. Maybe I will have a little more whiskey before finishing my diary. Well, get everything down so we can tell our grandkids. Oh, I have. (laughs) We lived through history today, didn't we, Jerry? That we have. (sighs) God knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Night, darling. Good night, Jerry. After the Camp Hay bombing this morning, Jerry and I kept staring at each other, knees shaking, wondering if we could believe what our eyes had seen. I think that we must have been in shock, because we grabbed our coats and dashed out the door in our pajamas. What a sight we must have been, standing in the principal's office waiting to pick up June and Beatty. When the kids appeared, Jerry just said, get in the car. 
Yet, despite everything, the kids have remained calm. Beatty told me that when the first air raid siren went off, the students were told to go outside and stretch out on the grass, like they do for an earthquake drill. (laughs) I keep seeing those children lined up like the airplanes at Clark Field. (sighs) What were those teachers thinking? (sighs) Well, for now, we're just glad to be safe at home. Sleeping in our clothes so that we can dash out into the night. This concludes Episode 2. Be sure to listen to the epilogue following this message and tune in for the next episode of Forbidden Diary, the true World War II story of Natalie Crowder, based on her secret journal written from a Japanese prison camp in the Philippines.